it's going to be a great, great time. By the way, good to have uh, uh, Brother Danny and some of his folks uh, with me. He's, his name's the only one I can think of right now. <laughs> uh, and our other good friend and brother works up at Walmart, keeps me straightened out. I'll tell you what's the truth, and I appreciate him and all these children. Would the children like to go back to the children's church? If they want to go back there, you're welcome to take them. And, they, and it's gone. Some of these folks will take them back there if you'd like to send them. Do you think they'd like to go? But that's all right. I, uh, I preach on their level, too. <laughs> they don't want to go. Okay, Mel will, will take you. I come by sometime and want to stop there beside the road and watch Jim Youngers play on the trampoline down there. <laughs> and dream about when I used to be able to do that. And I'll tell you, a lot of years go, gone by. Come right on down this way. Somebody need to get, get catch them there, Ronnie, and take them back there and, and show them. Come down this way. There you go. There you go. Come right on, boys. Yeah, they got a place back there for you all, too. You'll have a good time back there with uh, doing their things. Now, that's a, that sure is a, is a good-looking group of children, I'll tell you right now. Uh, and I bet they take everybody that good looks after their grandpa, do they? That's exactly right. I <laughs> I remember him and visiting with one of the one of the last ones I guess that I remember was born down in Johnson City, I believe. Uh, but anyhow, we appreciate this family so very, very much. In the book of Romans, chapter number five, I want to read this morning from the first eight verses. I preached on verse number twelve last Sunday. I want to use verse number eight primarily today. In the book of Romans, chapter five, verses one through eight, I want to read and preach to you by the help of the Lord for a few minutes. And I sure do need your prayers as I stand in your presence. <clears throat> stand with me, if you will, for the reading of the scripture and for just a moment of prayer before you sit back down. Paul says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For, we, uh, for when we were uh, yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure, or perhaps, uh, for a good uh, man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this passage of Scripture and what a beautiful message that you inspired Paul to write 
to pass on down to us, Lord, and what a blessed thought that it is that we have a Savior that loves us enough to, get, uh, to give his life that we might be saved from our sins and have a home in heaven. We thank you for that from the depths of our heart, and I pray, Father, that you would help your servant to preach today the message that you would have this congregation to hear, and, Lord, that you might season it with the Holy Spirit and that you'd fill my heart and life and soul with the Spirit of God to say the things that you'd have us to say. Bless the message to the, the, these who are here today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, and you can be seated. In verse number 8, Paul says, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God commendeth his love. The word commend in the Webster's Dictionary says it's a, a desirable or uh, express approval or praise. Barnes notes, which is a good commentary on the Bible, says that this word that's used here uh, in the, from the Greek means uh, to exhibit or show. Uh, the New King James Version has, has taken some of these words and has put in a different word to give it a more clear meaning, or at least they say that. But they used, I looked in that, uh, in that uh, on the computer, and they used the word demonstrate. And that's the idea, the key to understanding this message that I'm going to try to preach is to realize that God reveals his love by his actions. And that's the way that love is expressed when it's genuine is by actions. I had some school teachers when I went to school. Can you imagine them thinking that I needed a paddling from now and then? Can you even dream that? <laughs> Forget about that. But they had this term they used that action speaks louder than words. And by the way, they didn't use a lot of words. I'll tell you right now, you know, you say, but preacher, what, what did your daddy and mom say about that? They, if we come home and told dad and mom, hey, there's a big, they, they was wall-to-wall -wall children in our house. There's 11 in our family, 11 children. You couldn't stay on the good side of all of them. Somebody's going to tell mom you got a whipping, you know, in school. I mean, you know, one of them going to get mad at you. for. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I understood what that meant. I understand about love. I understand about love. Uh, you see some of these things. There was a person that I was visited in National Health Care Center. It's been back several years ago, and I don't remember these older people's names. But the lady that I was visiting had another lady in the room with her, and she was real old, and she didn't know she was in the world. She didn't know when they come to wait on her. They, she, didn't know what, she didn't know that she was in the world most of the time. And her husband was up in years maybe as old as she was or older. And some of the members of this family, of this person that I was visiting there in that room, says, Preacher, you've never seen anything like this in your life. Uh, and he lived down towards Blountville or somewhere out of town a little ways. And she says every day that when he can get out, he drives his car up here. And he spends a big lot of the day here in the room with his wife. Says he'll talk to her. He'll read the Bible to her. 
said he'll sit there and get her hand and pat her hand, pray with her before he leaves the room. Now that's love in action. That's real love. That comes from the heart. That's where it comes from. It comes from the heart. And we see in reading this passage, we see real love that's working. So he says that God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners that Christ died for us. Verses 1 down through 7, there are some interesting things in here and I won't have time to spend a lot of time on these verses, but they're really good ones. And Paul says, therefore being justified by faith. The word justified, somebody has said, that it means as just as though you never sinned. When God forgives us of our sins, they're done away with. He don't bring them back up. He, he forgives us. He blots, uh, he blots them out and does away with us. So he said, therefore, being justified by faith, by trusting Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, we have peace with God. Peace is something that you can't put a value on. Peace in your heart. And that's what you need. You don't find much peace in this world. About the time you think you got things worked out, something else pops loose and you're, you're back at it again, I'll tell you. Uh, but when you got that peace that comes from God that lives down in your heart, so we have peace uh, uh, with God uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ. God, uh, Jesus Christ uh, 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 makes uh, peace with us and God. I remember one time the, uh, the old preacher was preaching and and, uh, and, uh, and I tell you, well, it wasn't, he wasn't so old, but he was preaching. They a lot of older preachers that was there and a big crowd of, of folks in a revival meeting and he was talking about what God's son did that Jesus when he died on the cross he reached up with one hand and got God by the hand and then he reached down into this world and got lost, fallen humanity by the other hand and drawed us together on the cross when he died and that's reconciliation folks now that's reconciling things. That's getting things done right and we'll never come up short when we, when we trust in the Lord. We'll never come up short uh, in, the, in, the, in that column uh, where we really need Him uh, to help us. So we have peace through uh, our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have access by faith into this, uh, 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 this grace, this grace of God. It's the grace of God. It's by His uh, grace that we're not uh, consumed because His compassions uh, fail not, the Scripture tells us. And then down in verse 3, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation. Now, we don't have that peace in our heart and, uh, and, uh, and have that, uh, 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 that hope and, and the glory of God. And the glory of God is when we enjoy the things that God does for us. The Lord bestows blessings on us. That's what he's talking about. That's the ideal. And we don't only glory in that, but we glory in tribulations. You say, preacher can't do that. Yes, you can. Tribulations could be hardships of any kind. That's where we learn some things. That's where we learn. Uh, it's hard lessons. The school of hard knocks is rough sessions, but you don't forget what you learn. We glory in tribulation. Hey, the Lord's there. When I feel bad, that doesn't mean the Lord's left me. He's right there. He, uh, he's, uh, he's right there. You know, when disappointments come in my life, that don't mean that the Lord's forgotten about me or forsaken me. It doesn't mean that at all. These things come. They come so we glory in that. 
We're glorying that, knowing that tribulation worketh patience to be kind and, and uh, move along kindly easy. You know, don't let things get, uh, get up. You need that, folks, in this world. And patience experience. We learn from these things. We learn from these. You know, some of the greatest things that's happened for the benefit of mankind has come through some hardships in life. There's a place down in Tennessee, uh, they call it the Bill Rice uh, uh, Ranch, I believe they call it down in Murfreesboro, if, I'm re if I remember correctly. And they have, a, uh, have a, a school down there, and they have a, a, a meeting in the summertime for the deaf children for the deaf people, whoever they are. They go and they have uh, this preaching and singing and all the everything else, you know, and it's ministering to the deaf. And I understand that the reason why the Dr. Bill Rice started this was because he had a child uh, that was uh, a, a deaf mute, I guess. And he started that, started that. And thousands of people that it's reached through the years uh, and, and these things, and sometimes those things that, 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 that it causes us to do great things, and so ex experience it gives us experience gives us hope. Uh, you know, the, uh, somebody asked one uh, fellow said, "What's a uh, your favorite verse in the Bible?" He says, "It came to pass." You know, where that verse, uh, where that's used so much is back in the, in the book of Genesis, and it's talking about people that died. They lived so much, uh, so long, and they, and and it came to pass uh, they died. And it's in there. He said, well, I like to think of, he said, what I like to think about is problems come and they come to pass. They're here today, they're gone tomorrow. Have another one tomorrow, but it's gone the next day. And so on down the line. And, and that's the way that life is. But when we have our hope in the Lord, uh, we know everything is working just fine. So it gives us hope. And that hope with make us not ashamed. I like to think about this word ashamed. And it has some different meanings. Uh, what, it depends on uh, how it's used, just like all the rest of the words in our uh, dictionary. But I like to think of this word, that, uh, this, this word that it makes us not afraid. God gives us victory in life. And, you know, it makes us not afraid. Everything is all right. I had this man one time, and he was uh, 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 more my dad's age. and uh, We used to be together a lot. And, and uh, uh, he was just from house to house when he was a boy growing up. I can't remember if his mother died or what happened, but and said that he was staying at a man's house and uh, said this man wasn't very good to him and he was just a little old boy and he made him work hard and and but said his wife was such a wonderful lady. She was a good Christian woman. She was one of these people that uh, shouted most every time she went to church. Whatever they're going on, uh, she she shouted. Uh, and he told me, he said, Walter, he said, I was having an awful time. And he said, I was scared to death. He said, he'd make me work hard. And he said, uh, they sent word to me and come to me and told me that on this one day that they were going to pick me up and take me to another home. And he knew where he was going. But he says, I got real bold that day. He said, I was afraid to talk back to this man. I was afraid what he'd do to me. But says I got real bold. And said he come out and told me some things that I needed to do that day. And he was just a little fellow and had some pretty big jobs for him to do. And said he told him, he said, no, I'm not going to do them. What do you mean you're not going to do them? He said, I'm leaving here today. I'm leaving here today. You see, when things get tough and we have time to just to back up and look and think 
Hey, Lord, you're in control. And whatever the outcome of this, it doesn't really make any difference. It makes us not afraid. Uh, you know, at, uh, oh, now, uh, there, there, there are some times when we uh, have some things tough in our life. But the Lord, uh, but the Lord has made these, these promises uh, to him. He said, for while we were yet without strength, when we didn't have the strength to save ourselves, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. And then in verse 7, that's a wonderful verse. It has a great meaning to it. It says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one, uh, 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 will one die. Uh, scarcely means that very seldom is what he's talking about, that you'll find a person that will die for another one. I remember in the Civil War, they was telling about this uh, group from down south that this man, uh, they had uh, caught him for whatever he was doing and they, they had uh, tried him and convicted him as he was to die uh, before a firing squad. And there was a young man, a young man maybe in his early 20s uh, that was uh, there uh, fighting with this same group and he went to the authorities. He knew this man. He was a neighbor that lived down there close to him. And this boy didn't have any family. He wasn't married, he didn't have any family, and maybe his parents were both dead, I'm not sure now, but he didn't have a family. But this man had a family and several children back home, and he knew that they needed a daddy. So he went to them and asked them, says, could I give my life for his life? And he explained to them. He says, I know this man, he's my neighbor, and he's a wonderful guy, and he's got a wonderful family, and they sure do need a daddy. And it, 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 it's a shame for this man to be killed. Could I give my, my, myself? And they talked with the, the folks who had, uh, had performed this, this trial. And they said, well, we don't see any reason why not. And they wrote that story and they told about it as in the, in the spring or the fall. It was a frosty morning. And they talked about a hero when the shots rang out that morning from those rifles. A hero gave his life. That young man took the place of that dad so he could go back home to his children. Not very often do you hear of that. Not very often. And then he says, peradventure, or perhaps some would even dare to die for a good man. A good man. You just don't hear of that much anymore, folks. And we're familiar with that. But then the verse where the text is taken from, but God. But God. Now, remember, we're talking about God now. But God. When we think about God, we think about grace. When we think about God, we think about love. If you're going to describe God with one word, you'd use the word love. I would. Love. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And God is love. But God, God, and the main point in this is talking about God's love. God's love that he has for us. Love never runs out. Never runs out. Steve Blaylock was telling, uh, or Steve Rachel rather, was talking to one of the little boys as he grew up here as a grown man now, and I can't think of his name. I didn't think I'd ever forget that boy's first name, but that's gone along with a lot of others. Uh, but uh, he was picking at Steve, and he kept picking at him. Steve was good. It was a, one of the best-hearted young men that I, that I know of. And he was looking at that boy, and he said, Son, he said, I love you, but if you don't quit picking on me, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> 
Oh, man, now Steve was joking about that, but he loved that boy. You picked on that boy while Steve Blaylock would have climbed your frame before you could have said scout he would, uh, or scat, he would have got right on to you, folks. But God's love, love don't run out. It don't run out. You say, well, preacher, my family's increased. What I'm going to do? Why, you just increase the love. You just, it just multiplies. It just multiplies. It don't, it don't run out. I say, well, you got enough to go around. Oh, yeah, you always have enough love to go around. You always have that. Always have enough love uh, 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 to go around. You say, so God commendeth, commendeth. And remember what I said about that word, that God has shown his love. The word that was used in the New King James Version demonstrated his love. He showed his love. He showed his love. He exhibited, he showed, he revealed, he demonstrated. All of these things are examples of the love that God showed to us. He was showing this love that God gave his son, his only begotten son. Never had but one son like that, never will have another son. That's all there is, that's, that's it. But God gave his son. You say, preacher, that's not a big deal. Oh, yes, it is. If you're a parent, that's a big deal. My mom was one of the most generous and kindest persons. And she, we was poor as all get out. But it didn't make any difference what family in the community that needed something, mom could scrape up something to give them. Uh, always. She was generous. Uh, you could talk mean to her and she'd probably just cry. But if you mistreated one of the young'uns, you'd kick the fat in the fire. Now she had another side. And you met, now she could lay us out. I mean she could stand you up in a corner or look you in the eyeball and tell you how sorry and low down you was and the things that you'd done. But boy, nobody else was to do that. Now that I understand. That I understand. But I can't understand how God could give his son to die for an old, lost, mean, rotten sinner like me. I can't understand that. But I can see it through the eye of faith. And folks, it works. Let me tell you, it works. And it still works in this modern day that we're living in now. God showed his love for us. He showed his love by giving his son his only begotten son to die on the cross to take away my sins and your sins. That's the greatest love that we could ever experience. There's none like it. God has provided things in this world for us. The sun has always been there. One person said the sun never sets. Isn't it wonderful? The sun for 6,000 years, we know about the creation. I don't know how folks get back to there. There's the sakes alive. They, they, we don't have a history book going back very far, but talk about the billions of years and all of that. I just like to go back 6,000, a record I've got. I understand that, you know, uh, uh, somewhat. And uh, for 6,000 years, the sun has always been there, never moved. God put it out one time for three hours from noon till 3 o'clock in the afternoon when his son was dying on the cross. And I'm amazed, honestly, folks, I'm amazed when I think about that, that God ever let the sun shine anymore on this earth, but he did. His love, 
his love. And that's what Paul is talking about. God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son. Super love. Now that's a super love, folks. And he gave for the whole world. The sinners, everybody that's in the world, God gave his son for everybody that's in the world. The worst person that ever lived on the face of God's earth, God gave his son for them. And we should realize that. We should realize that. If you haven't given your heart to the Lord, you ought to do so. Christ loves us. God loves us. God loves the world today. But there cannot be a father-son relationship until we love God back. A one-sided love affair is not a relationship. That's not what you look for. And you can't have that relationship with God. It's free for the taking, but you can't have it until you love him back. And the kindest thing that you could do for God is to accept the gift that he's given for you, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know him? God showed his love. God commendeth his love to us by giving his son to take our place and would take us home to heaven. If you don't know the Lord, I beg you to turn to him. Why do you got that? Homer, would you come and sing for us, please? Would you bow your heads? Think seriously. Don't pass up that love. Folks, don't pass it up. The Lord loves you. He loves you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for loving us enough to give your son to save us from our sins. Thank you, Lord, that you paid the price for everybody's sins. And I pray that there should be those in our congregation today that don't know the Lord, that you would convict them, and Lord, that they would turn to you and love you back and know that wonderful, wonderful feeling uh, knowing that we're a child of God and we've got a home to go to when life down here is over. So speak to hearts in this invitation. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand as we sing together? 257. Page number 257. As we sing on the first verse, come if you will, if you've got a need. I love this old song. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling and that's exactly what he's doing. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. appreciate these that's come to join the church. That's the way I like to see them come. Family style. Here comes another family. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling.
appreciate these folks that's come to join the church. And I talked to them about it. I thought I'd about talked them out. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but I appreciate them. And this is uh, the mammal right here. This beautiful lady right here with the green sweater on. <laughs> Sister Emma Marsh. We grew up in the same area over at Hansonville. And she grew up just a little bit before me, but not much. And this is uh, her family and then... Uh, uh, we got another family Zach and his mommy over here that's coming join the church Linda and Zach and I can't uh, John tell us who all the names are start out with the, the grandson over there Okay. Okay. You got those names there now, and this is is Zach and uh, and Linda Hess, and we appreciate these folks that's coming to join the church. And I tell you what, let's do. Let's just vote on all of them at the same time. Okay. Do I get a motion that we receive these folks as members of our church? Okay. A lot of hands going up. Okay. Any questions? All in favor. <laughs> all in favor of receiving these folks as members of our congregation, let it be known by raising your hand. That's good. I appreciate them. And you get around and shake hands with them, and we welcome them to the membership of Shiloh Free Will Baptist Church. You've got a good church, and sure, a sorry pastor, but you've got a good church. You've got some good folks that, that love you here, and they'll let you cut briars. They'll let you work on the work on the van. John just come down and done some work on the van this week, you know, and and uh, got it working just just like a top. And I appreciate that. So let's uh, let and we thank the Lord. Let's just give these a big hand for coming to the church. Okay. okay. All right, and, and you can just go. All this bunch coming? Hey, that'd be fine. Everyone, you'll let them all come? Yeah. Okay. See, folks, <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Love, you know it? <laughs> love letters, you get those love letters with a little, little uh, 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 window in it. You don't love for you to come by and pay a little on your account. <laughs> I get a lot of them, I'll tell you right now. Okay, you folks can uh, go back to your seat. We appreciate you so very, very much, and we welcome you. And, and Carolyn will get these names and get you on, on the book, and we appreciate you from the depths of our heart. And we'll, uh, we're very, very happy for this. Okay, don't forget the service tonight. Try your best to be here. And we'll ask you to bow your heads, if you will, please, at this time. We'll have a closing prayer. And ask the Lord's blessing on us. And I'm going to ask Lee, if he would, please, to dismiss us.